if anything, be more of you. If anything, share more of your content. If anything, share more of your lifestyle because it's going to attract more people in your largest revenue stream. Hey, 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 welcome back to my podcast, friend. I am so thankful and I am humbled you decided to welcome me into your earbuds or your speakers today. I know as a very busy business owner around the holiday season, you have a lot to do on your to-do list, just like me and everybody else. And it's truly not lost on me that you take time for the Jasmine Star Show every week. This week's episode is another coaching session with members of Social Curator, my monthly social media membership for business owners that provides group coaching, resources, and a community to hold you accountable. Speaking of accountability, this session, I spoke with Angel, Leanne, Teresa, and Taryn about everything from how I've built my team to whether or not you should separate your Instagram accounts if you are multi-passionate and the mistakes I've made when growing my business spoiler alert, there are plenty of mistakes. I can't wait for you to be a fly on the wall in this amazing conversation. So let's dive in and I'll meet you back here in a little bit. My name is Angel Scott and I am a Nashville-based integrative wellness coach. And what that means is I teach women how to use strategic food and fitness to reshape their bodies and find their healthiest vibe. I love it. So what's your question? My question is, in growing your brand and your business, what would you say has been, um, you know, your top two mistakes that looking back, if you could avoid them, what would they be and how would you do it? Um, The first biggest mistake is that I just didn't give myself the permission to invest in myself. And I think that now looking back, um, every time that I have made a considerable investment in my education, in myself and in my business, it paid off in dividends. And so I think that when, when you look and you can, if somebody were to say, hey, Angel, I want to give you $10,000 to invest in your business. And if you were to take that $10,000 to them and be like, oh my God, I can't believe this. You should be taking $10,000 from your business and investing it to something that would grow because you clearly believe in it, like you believe in it. And so in my mind, if I can go back and tell the Jasmine of 2010, it would 100% be spend the money to get the education, to get the wherewithal and to get the connections. Because oftentimes, um, if you don't come from a family or an economic status or a strata that will put you a, a, give you a seat at the table, your money can and I didn't realize that either, is that oftentimes the only way I got access inside of a room was because I paid to be inside of the room. And then after you get in that room, be so dang good that they invite you to other rooms that you don't have to pay in. So advice number one, my biggest, my biggest, my biggest like learning lesson was to invest in myself. If I could take money from somebody else as an investment, then I better be able to take money from my business and invest it because I know that I can make something out of it. And then secondly, it would be to ask questions without worrying what other people were thinking. And this is something that, you know, over a decade in my business, just today, just today, before I got on this call, I went to Angel Investment Meetup for entrepreneurs in Orange County. And they were talking using acronyms that I had no idea what they're talking about. I was like, you just smile and nod and you just smile and nod. And one person said, Oh, well, you know, the key is just to get out and start networking and go to these events. And I raise my hand and I immediately want to put it down because it's just a table of 17 people 
sitting outdoors in gorgeous Newport Beach with everybody in their fancy bags. And there I am with my Zara dress trying to make it look like I, I got this. I got this. I fit in. Don't worry. Okay. You know, you know. And so I'm sitting there. I was just like, raising your hand means you get noticed. And when you get noticed, my mind would tell me, you better say something smart. You better say something good. You better say something magical. And the thing that came out of my mouth, because I said, I don't give a rip. I can't move on in this conversation if I don't ask. I'm sorry. I know this is very elementary, but when you say go to the networking events, how does one find tech-related networking events? And the minute I said it, half of the people at the table started nodding. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, hot dang. Y'all asked, y'all wanted to ask the same damn question and nobody else did. Like what, when, okay. So the Jasmine of 2019 and 20 is going to sit and ask what I think are dumb questions. And the Jasmine of 2010 never gave herself the permission. You just smile and nod it. And you want to know who the person who lost? The people who don't ask the questions. Yeah. My mentor tells me that the quality of your life is determined by the quality of the questions you ask. And guess what? I was never asking questions. Mm. I was letting life happen to me instead of me happening to life. And the way that you happen to life is when you ask the questions to get a lay of the field and then say, ah, this is how I'm going in. So investing in yourself and asking the right questions are two of the best things that I have done for my business, but I wish I didn't wait so long to do them. Awesome. That is so amazingly helpful. I think that, um, you know, being in the wellness space for me, um, the industry is so, it feels like it's so saturated with, um, everybody that calls themselves a coach. Right. Um, and so, I have spent a lot of time trying to differentiate myself in the work that I do um, in order to grow my brand and my business. And I find that sometimes I'm really uber cautious, if you will, um, about, you know, taking that next step and um, just wanting to make sure that the steps that I'm taking are the right steps. Um, especially as a, like I call myself a micro business, a solopreneur, I do all the things and it's scary when you don't necessarily have, you know, the resources that some other companies might have or other entrepreneurs might have. So okay. Angel, 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 angel. Yes. Yes. You are just too nice for your own good. And you're too scared for your own good. And you're too shy for your own good. Because, girl, you could sit there and say, I'm uber cautious. No, you're not. You're scared. You're scared. Yeah. You're scared of making the wrong decision. And guess what? There's no such thing as the wrong decision. You only make decisions that you learn from. Like, you can't, you can't make a mistake. Honest to God. Listen to a girl who has made, quote, unquote, a billion mistakes. And I look back and be like, oh, my God, I'm so glad that. And I am talking about mistakes that I thought was going to leave me in ruins. Mistakes mm -hmm. that I couldn't get out of bed for two years. Mistakes that I look back and I hate myself. Mistakes that I look back and I had to work with a business coach and a therapist to get over my own trash. Mistakes that I thought this is coming up from childhood-ish that I just didn't deal with. And all of those things, I don't look back and say that was a mistake. I say, thank you, God, for the lessons that I learned. You can't make a mistake. You're so worried about making the wrong mistake, but you're not making any decisions. And when you don't make a decision, you don't go anywhere. So make a decision. And you could be like, dang, that wasn't the best decision, but I'm glad I made it. Now off to the next decision. That's business. And if you want to stay in your current state, make no decisions, say nothing, do nothing, and think about everything. Think yourself into having a business that closes its doors in two to three years, which is the national average. Or you can do something and break something and learn faster than anybody else in the game. All the amens. 
I know. I'm totally beating what you up because you're say? so nice. You don't no, say anything. Say? No, what you don't say? say. No, no. Don't say anything to me. Okay. Don't say anything. Go and do something. Okay. Go and do something. So what are you going to do in the next 30 days? Oh my God, what's wrong with me? I'm literally sweating. What no. are you doing in the next 30 days? In the next 30 days, I am going to, I'm going to work on this little dream that I've had to launch an online wellness community specifically for women that are dealing with underlying health issues, um, giving them a space to get true answers. Okay. Um, what is this? A Facebook group? Is this a paid membership? What are we doing? This will be, this will be a Facebook group. Um, it is called healthy vibes, happy life. Um, and it, yes, it's been an idea that I've had for months and you just literally kicked my booty into action and I'm getting out of my head. And so, I, okay, okay, okay. But when this all like sounds really great, Angel, you, well, you, you're going to tell me it's going to take you 30 days to start a Facebook group that happens in five minutes. No, I'm not going to start the Facebook group, but I'm going to start all of the things and have it up and running within 30 days. Okay. So Facebook group, I'm going to have all the things aligned on my website so that people can go to the website and find all the information about it, like all of those things in 30 days. Jasmine, this is something that I've been thinking about literally okay. all year. It finally feels big enough. It finally feels big enough. Because what you're telling me is like, I'm going to start a group. Girl, that takes five minutes and anybody no, 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 your mom no. can it's, do it. It's so a you're having a group yes. on Facebook, but it's a community. And then for it's more information, they can go to your website and get all that other good stuff. Yes. Okay. That's happening in 30 days. And so on day 29, you're going to DM me and you're going to say, this is the thing that I have done. Deal. Okay. Challenge accepted. How can people find you on Instagram? I am at simply fit angel. That's S I M P L Y fit angel. A N G E L. Thank you doll. Thank you so, so much. Hi, Jasmine. My name is Leanne, and I am uh, the co-owner of Fusion Artistry, and uh, it's a permanent makeup and lash studio in Huntington Beach, California. Hey, OC, I love that. (laughs) Yes, yes. Nice. And uh, I've had my business for about 10 years now, um, and a lot has changed over the 10 years in our industry. Um, And my question is about Instagram because it is my primary platform that I'm currently using for my business. Um, I used to post a lot of before and afters back in the days, and it used to work amazing for me. Uh, But now I feel like because the market is more saturated, um, I feel like I need to show up and be different. Uh, So what I've been trying to do is incorporate the things, of course, that I've learned in uh, Social Curator and... uh, just kind of show up a little bit more, telling my story a little bit, doing some educational posts. So I am starting to do a little bit more of that just to stand out um, a little bit differently from some of the other artists. Now, my service recently has changed a little bit into education. So I'm training more. I'm um, also offering products now in my business uh, and not just doing the services anymore. So I, I kind of have combined all of that. So the question is, what is your advice on how to show up on Instagram without overwhelming my followers with all the different things that I'm doing? Um, and 
if it would make sense for me to separate the accounts, like an academy training account versus the service account, or is it okay for me to do it all together? Got it. I love this question. Now, before I can answer it, I want you to tell, to answer a question. No, I don't need specific numbers, but I need percentages of your current revenue stream. How much of your income is coming in from clients that you're working and how much is coming in from education percentage wise? I would say 30% from services, 70% from education. And moving into the next couple of years, do you like that percentage, 70-30? Yes. I'm, I'm definitely comfortable with it. Okay. Um, Great. Because I was going to say that if you wanted to change that percentage, if you wanted to say go 95% education, then my answer would be a little bit different. But if you like the current break breakup of this, I actually think you're in a really great position because a large portion of your revenue is driven by education. The way that you're going to attract a prospective student is to position yourself as an authority in the field. The 30% of the content that you're putting out from your client side work just acts as like social validation that you're still in the game and you know what you're doing and you're teaching your associates in your studio. Can I say studio? Yeah. Okay. So you're teaching your associates in your studio, your um, techniques, you have people coming into the door, you have enough wherewithal to hire people. So people look to you aspirationally. So if your content on your Instagram feed is all about the services you provide, who you are, your personality, your knowledge, your depth in content matter, you are going to attract more of the person who is the largest part of your revenue stream, which are your students. So I would say you're doing just fine. What I would want you to do is to amp up more of Leanne. Like don't, because you're not so concerned anymore with getting clients in the door because they're already coming in naturally, your associates are building out their clientele, repeat clients for touch-ups and things of that nature. That's kind of like on, um, on automatic, which is great. Now what I want you to do is to show up and literally share everything, you know, be extra, have fun, be confident, because that is going to attract somebody who looks at you and says, she possesses the thing that I want. And I want to learn from her when it comes from education. And I hate when people say this, but I'm going to say it because it's true. Everything that you want to sell from an educational perspective is Googleable. Everything that you teach, there's not just one or 10, there are thousands of videos on permanent makeup on YouTube. The reason why somebody would pay you for that is because of you. They trust you. They believe you can get them their fastest and they want a little bit of the magic that you possess. The minute you realize that like there are no secrets and the minute you say, I'm so good that I share a lot of it for free, but if you want to go deeper with me, there's going to be extra stuff on the inside. That right there will be a total game changer. So as far as your strategy, I feel like you're doing great. If anything, be more of you. If anything, share more of your content. If anything, share more of your lifestyle because it's going to attract more people in your largest revenue stream. I love that. Thank you so much. I needed to hear that. Definitely. (laughs) Okay, good. So now let's actually get into a little bit of a practicum. What are you going to do in the next 30 days? to show more of you, step into your power, showcase, what, what is it? What's our action item? I definitely want to do more video, uh, maybe some educational post on stories and on my Instagram timeline and share it to Facebook as well. Cause those are the two platforms that I use. Okay. So when uh, you say you want to, does this mean you are? 
I am going to. Perfect. Now, is this going to be self-produced or are you going to hire a videographer? Um, luckily, I have my boyfriend who has learned um, how to do video for our oh, business. you need to so. lock that brother down. <laughs> I don't even know how long y'all have been dating. Lock him down. Okay. We all need an Instagram husband. Okay. Um, okay. I'm sorry. Got distracted. Great. So you have, you have assistance in creating that content. So yes. there we, we've moved past that boulder. So now mm -hmm. it's just going to come in the next 30 days. How many video shoots are you going to, to get done in the next 30 days? I'm going to commit to one a week. So a total of four. Great. Each of those recording sessions, how many videos will you produce in each of them? No, no, don't be fancy. I never like, thought I about that, but I was thinking just one. Great. No problem. Hey, no problem. Like what, what comes to you is the truth. I don't want you to say, mm -hmm. I'm going to produce five if that's yeah. not the truth. So if you're saying, I'm going to record one video every week for the next four weeks, mm -hmm. when will you share that first video? Are you planning on batching all four of them or are you planning on, I record it and then I release it as soon as my boyfriend edits it? I want to do record and then my boyfriend edits and then I post. So my days off usually will be my shooting days. So Monday, Tuesday, and then post Thursday. Perfect. I actually like this a lot because what's going to happen is after you put, once you stay consistent, I want you to watch the metrics. So this is going to be my advice to you as you up level. It's that it's not going to be enough for you to create the videos, right? What you need to do is to watch the metrics after. If you record on Monday and your boyfriend edits on Tuesday and you revise on Wednesday and you export on Thursday, you can post on Thursday. But then what I want you to do is to watch how many views, okay. to, read every, to read and respond to every comment, and to create a small little clip that you can put in stories and see if you get DMs by way of stories if people aren't leaving comments. And then what I want you to do is based on the feedback that you're getting, I suspect that video four is going to look really different than video one because this is the thing that I do and many entrepreneurs do. We put out what we think our dream customers want to know. And then in the process of putting it out, they start asking questions and you're just like, why are you asking that question? <laughs> but then all of a sudden it leads to content. And when you yes. answer that question, it leads to more content. So I'm guessing you're like, I'm going to do A, B, C, D videos. And then all of a sudden you get to C and you're like, scratch that. We're going to Z video because I know what people want. So my objective to you, my invitation to you is to make sure that every Monday you set aside, these are the hours I'm going to record. You book your boyfriend. Like it's, it's transactional. Like I tell my husband, we go into a launch. These are our photo shoot days. This is how long we're having this photo shoot. This is what we need. We're on the same page. You say, I need the video by this time on Tuesday. I will give you the, the amendments Tuesday night. I need it exported by Wednesday. So you lay it all out and this becomes your routine for the next four weeks. You monitor all of your comments. You watch your drop off rate in Instagram stories. You put engagement tools on the videos inside of um, Instagram stories and like you have a poll or you have a slider or you add a quiz. And as people engage with that, because they might not be ready to leave a comment on your account, but as they vote on that poll, as they take an option on the quiz, as they use a slider, I want you to DM them and say, thanks so much for watching the video. What would you like to see in the future? You're just data mining for this type of content that will further position you as an industry authority. And let me tell you, girlfriend, the minute you reach out to somebody, they're like, whoa, like Leanne, the bomb law, just reach out to me, get out of here. I can't believe this. And all of a sudden they trust you. They say, she reached out to me and I didn't spend anything on her. And now she's talking to me. I wonder what it's going to be like on the inside of her.
on the inside of our education. Love it. Good. Oh my gosh. That totally like blew my mind right there. I, I love, that. love this. Thank How can you. people find you on Instagram? Um, at Fusion Artistry and that's Fusion with a Z. Beautiful. Thank you, Leanne. I totally appreciate you. Thank you so much, Jasmine. My name is Teresa Haddo, and I'm a watercolor artist and creative. I started a subscription craft box for kids, and my question is this. So I do a lot of vendor events, and I was recently asked to give 100 samples to an event as a gift for attendees in a bag for them to do with their kids. They loved the craft, and I got 60 email signups, which is amazing. Then I got home, and I was ready to type the email, and I was including like about 10 sentences on the background as to why I started my craft box. And my sweet, adorable husband is my editor. And he told me that I didn't need that section in the email and that if he were to read it, that he would immediately unsubscribe. And I was trying to explain to him that I was attempting to get those people to know, like, and trust me. So my question is, in an initial email like that, how much information is too much? I don't want to bore people but I feel like it's important to share my why so they get to know me better. Okay. So I'm going to ask you some preliminary questions, but like, let's just be real. Love your, your sweet husband, love him to bits and pieces. I'm sure he's salt of the earth, but he's also not your customer. So when we're getting opinions from people who wouldn't buy the thing we're selling, we got to weigh those a little carefully. And so that then leads to my advice 100 girlfriend and that is who cares what i say and who cares what he says my only encouragement is for you to put yourself in the shoes of your dream customer that mom and it's not enough for you to say she's a mom because what you've just identified with was about 25 percent at minimum of the human population. That is way too big of a market. What you want to do is really hone down. This is a mom. How many kids does she have? She has one kid. And where does she live? She lives in Philadelphia. And what does she She do? She works full time. She works full time. I haven't gone that deep into my ICA and figured out what exactly she does, but she is very busy and she's looking for ways to connect with her child without using the screen. That's beautiful. Now it's so crazy that you say, I haven't dug into my dream customer profile to know what she does because I'm telling you right now, girl, I wanted to know, is she a lawyer? Is she a doctor? Is she a school teacher? Is she a mail delivery clerk? Is she a dog walker? Because truly the way that you craft your copy is for that mom, because the way that you speak to a full-time partner in a law firm in an initial email is very different than how you're speaking to the mom who is a fourth grade teacher. So knowing those nuances, so let's peel back. So people, we're we're sitting here, we're having a business conversation and other people are having the luxury of eavesdropping on this conversation. So when uh, you, so you and I go deep inside of social security, you're a very active member and you know that what I am saying all the time is you have to know your marketing to, you have to know who you're marketing to. And so I want to bring for people who are not familiar with that into this conversation is that there's a list of questions that I really want to know about your dream customer because what we kind of glaze over are the nuances in how we determine how we market to them. So 
I, what I want you to do right now, and I'm not going to hold you to it, but right now, what is your dream customer's name? Her name's Sarah. Now we don't have to hold Sarah's profession to her right now, but let's just, uh, let's, let's just play this out real quick so that when you can take a step back and you figure out what does Sarah really do, you can follow the exact same steps. So if right now, for the sake of this conversation, what does Sarah do? She is, she works at an office as a paralegal because I used to do that. Perfect. Great. Oh, this is even better. So you have the fortunate situation to be able to speak to into a paralegal's life. And even if you couldn't speak into a paralegal's life, you could still work through the same things. In the morning, when Sarah wakes up, as she's making breakfast and packing her briefcase and getting her one child off to school, boy or girl? Boy. Getting her son off to school. What is the thought that she is thinking as she walks out the door, hustling him, Am um, on to public transportation if she's in Philly, if she's in downtown Philly. What is the thing that she's thinking of? I am so busy and I don't know how I'm even going to make dinner tonight, but I haven't spent time with my son in a very long time. And I wish that there was an activity for us to do together besides watch TV. Oh, so good. What's her son's name? Cameron. Cameron. So what I'm doing right now, what I'm walking you through is we're taking this big invisible idea and now you are positioning your subscription art box, not for a mom. You're positioning your art box for Sarah and Cameron and you know that she's battling guilt, she's battling pressure, and she's battling not enough time. And so all of a sudden when your husband says, I think this is too much information, you could then take what he says and say, Maybe he's right, but let me look at this through the lens of Sarah. Sarah gets back from an event and she got a gift in a swag bag and she happens to sign up for your subscription box. And when Sarah opens that email, does she want to look at an email that's three to four paragraphs long? Depends on what it says. <laughs> Okay. Fair, fair. This is, there's no right or wrong. And I love that we're working through this because this is where the real work comes in. Your litmus test shouldn't be that there's too much copy or too little copy. Your litmus test is my copy has to be so good that Sarah finds it irresistible. And I'm speaking so to her heart that even though she doesn't have a lot of time, the copy is so real and compelling that she says, ah, this is the subscription art box that I need for Cameron. And we just worked through that and we took, we took all emotion out of this. We took all opinion out of this. And what we say is we are creating copy and content and an art box for Sarah to do with Cameron. That then becomes your entire focus, regardless of what I say and regardless of what your husband says. Okay. That's so um, one thing just to kind of like loop this all back around, you had mentioned when I asked, what are Sarah's thoughts? You went directly to her pain points. And as business owners, most of us are hardwired to sell the way that we buy. And most humans buy out of one of two things, pain or pleasure. And what you spoke to a hundred percent for Sarah was that she was going to subscribe to the art box out of pain, the pain of not having time and the pain of guilt and the pain of presence. So what I want you to really focus in on is that your copy shouldn't be like, wouldn't it be so fun to spend Saturday with your loved ones? Or, you know, all those childhood games and art crafts that you did in your backyard? Sarah's like, dude, I don't have time for this, right? Because it's aspirational. That's like, you don't get me. If your copy then became, 
the struggle that you feel between pursuing your career and motherhood is real. I created this because I know what it feels like to want to not be looking at a TV and instead be doing a craft. And I realized I don't have, and then you go to the pressure points, 30 minutes to sit in traffic, $35. I don't have 30 minutes to walk through an art store. I don't have time. By the time I get back, I realize I've burnt dinner and I'm really in no mood to create a craft with my child. Boom. All of a sudden, Sarah's like, oh my God, how did she get in my mind? And we are selling to pain or pleasure. And in your case, the thing I want you to highlight, Teresa, is Sarah's in pain and you have a solution to her pain. You need to speak to it. You need to sell it. You need to make it easy. And just by doing that, she will know you, like you, and trust you. Fantastic. Amazing. Thank you so much. I stink and love you. And I hope that your husband is not offended. <laughs> he... He's not easily offended or else he wouldn't be able to handle me. Ah, I like it. I love it. (laughs) My kind of guy. My kind of guy. Doll, thank you so much. How can people find you on Instagram? I am Teresa Haddo, T-H-E-R-E-S-A-H-A-D-D-O-W. Thank you, babe. I look forward to people connecting and digging more into your subscription art box. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So, Hello. Karen Ashley here. And what we help clients do is really understand and get them to the place where they are doing social branding and content marketing and not selling. So we support them in that venture, all encapsulated around their marketing plan and their marketing funnels. Awesome. I'm happy you're here. So what's your question? So my question is, how have you gone about building your team now? Where are you finding them? That type of thing. Because I am feeling lost as last year's Easter egg. Okay. So one, let's give it up for Easter eggs. But I, I, on a side <laughs> tangent, I, on a side tangent, my mother-in-law, like she's forever ruined me on Easter. Like we know Easter, <laughs> we know Easter is all about Jesus, you know, but that queen will right. hide $500 in her backyard in Easter eggs. So if you're finding last year's Easter egg, there's a good chance you're coming up on, on a Twomper or a Benjamin. <laughs> I'm just like, I will be last year's Easter egg. I'm totally okay with that. Sweet. Um, Yeah. Shout out to my mother-in-law. Okay. So let's go back. I know that there are other people who could speak so clearly to this, and that Mm -hmm. is the strategic team building philosophy. And I encourage you to definitely check them out. I can only speak to my ghetto fab approach to finding really great people. but But that's what I appreciate about you and your style and how you are, because that's me too. So I love it. Okay, then great. Then the thing I'm going to say is going to resonate wildly with you. And I believe in putting so much about me and my business out online that it's basically pre-qualifying a select group of people who could see themselves being a part of the team. And like, I want to just like, so, and that seems super esoteric. So let me give you three examples of how people came on my team. There have only been one time in the history of social curator that we actually went outside to look for somebody. And I'm going to bring up her story in a second too. But like you met our podcast manager, Christy, Christy and I met because she came on an Instagram live. She came on Instagram live and she says, I do subcontracted work. And she asked me a question and I thought, you know what? 
this girl's really smart. I like her. Then time went on. And then she DM'd me on Instagram two months later, three months later and said, Hey, thanks for letting me on Instagram live. I got a bunch of clients from it. And I was like, what do you do again? Tell me, tell me this. And so then I started creeping on her and I was like, I think she's kind of whip smart. Like, huh? So then I started following what she was doing. And then she had said, if you ever need anything, cause she was doing subcontract work at the time. She's like, if you ever need anything. And so I turned to somebody else on my team and I was like, you know what? Let's give this girl a really hard project that none of us want to do. And let's just see. So we gave her a project and not only did she do it, she killed it. Like all of us were slack jawed. We're like, who is this redheaded girl from, from friggin' Nashville? Like, how is she just like killing the game right now? We were like, who are you? Um, you want to work a few extra hours? And then slowly it literally Taryn, it literally was like, can you work two hours a week, three hours a week, 10 hours a week, 50 hours a week. It just kept on growing over time. And you know, I think it's just been like a really great thing. So that came simply by having a conversation. And then I feel like I could be pretty open because Christy is a podcast manager. And if she doesn't like what I say, she can edit it out. Uh, recently we had the opportunity to fly our team members out to California and one dinner, one night at dinner, Christy turned to me and she asked me, at what point do I know when I should stop pursuing my dream and pursue your dream? And my answer was, you should never do that because social curator isn't my dream. It has to be an overall vision to doing something. So the vision behind social curator is to empower business owners to believe that impossibilities are simply possibilities in disguise. We have to get behind a much bigger vision than Jasmine's side hustle. And I take no offense if that is not what you want to double down on. That's okay. I support you. You do the things that like light you up. And so this then comes back down to team building, right? Like we need people to get behind Taryn's vision for what the business is and not behind Taryn. Because then like, who wants to be in the game of making Jasmine or Taryn popular? I don't even want to be in the game of making myself popular. I could care less. I'm trying to be like, how do we go and change the world in this tiny little microcosm of the thing that we're doing? And that is actually, so moving on to the second employee, her name was Nikki. She was our third hire in the business. And she kept on in my Instagram DMs. Like, how do I find, how do I find teammates? Instagram. Um, like she kept on hitting me up on Instagram and she was just like, Jasmine, social curator needs a Facebook group. And I was like, skirt. No, I ain't got time for that. Me and Facebook groups are like me and root canals. Don't want to have them. We're not just going to do it. No, not going to do it. And for months, she said, this is what you need. I could see this happening. This is what you need. This is what you need. And so then I decided to humor her. I was like, yeah, but what would it be about? And then this girl comes back and she emails me idea after idea, after idea, after idea. So then months pass by. And in February, 2018, we decide to add on a Facebook group. And my husband turns to me and he says like, who do you think could run this Facebook group? And I was just like, I know just the girl. <laughs> She's been balking at me for months. So then I reach out to her on Instagram DM. And I was like, hey, I want to have a Facebook group. You want to email me? And she started off as our Facebook manager. And now she is our head of content. She quickly grew up, like grew within the organization. And she tells me all the time, Jasmine, you eat rocks for breakfast. You're all linear. You're all like tough. You're all like project and strategy. She's like, I'm all about my feeling. She's like, I'm part of social curator to insert feeling into the organization. And I was like, hot dang, I'm glad you're here because like I treat everybody like we're robots. 
third, third team member. And now I want to tell you, I'm only bringing these out. Like there's now 14 people on the team. I'm just bringing out three because they all came in very different ways. But the third person, we decided to work closely with a professional headhunter because we needed somebody in the executive level. And I needed this person to know things about business that I didn't know myself. So every time I hire from within, it's because I can teach that person the thing I want them to do. I needed to bring somebody else in to do something that I didn't know how to do. And that was to create systems around the corporate structure. And so we put it out and I did not make it public. And I got very few bites. And then all of a sudden I was like, okay, I'll put it on social media. I put out one post on Facebook and one post on Instagram. And we sent them to the headhunters page on how to qualify. She filled out the application and we ended up interviewing and we ended up hiring her. So even though we worked with a professional headhunter, she still came by way of social media. She knew of me from eight years ago, randomly saw that post, applied, and then was qualified. So how do you build a team? Number one, you really articulate a vision that's beyond a certain person or thing. Number two, you create so much content that people have a really good idea of what you are and if and how you act and behave within your mission. And number three, set up structures and be, have like a level of self-awareness that you, if you can teach that person that thing, I would bring them in ground level and have them work their way up. That is what Nikki did. And that is what Christy did. And really people rise up according. I always said that your actions map your elevation. The more responsibilities you take on the inside of social curator, there's only upward elevation for you. Now, in one other situation, when it came to Jade, she came in knowing a lot more about certain things than I did. And so that took on a different type of structure. But I just wanted to be really open with that. And I think at the end of the day, the reason why I'm not depending on like Upwork or Monster or LinkedIn that much is because people know, like, and trust me from the outset. Um, I love that. I... <laughs> I'll just go on Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) Problem solved. (laughs) No, I love that. I, I, and I, I can get on board with that. That makes sense to hear about, you know, having people behind a vision and not a person, right? Because then there's more buy-in and I think that's fabulous. And I love the whole concept of, um, you know, having them come in and then go ground level. Now I do have to say that kind of, oh, what is it? It drives a little knife in my side of being of my impatient side where I'm like, I just want them to know everything now and have it done now. And hello, type A. (laughs) Oh, here's the thing. Here's the thing, Taryn, you can, you just have to pay them a lot more. Right. Like, it's like, do you have money? Pay for knowledge. If you ain't got money, you got to pay for it in time. That's just it. Right. Rory Vaden um, articulated what he calls the 5X rule. Whatever takes you one minute to do, it will take somebody you're training five minutes to do. And so you can just imagine how wildly frustrating it is. It takes for me to do one hour and I'm teaching somebody five hours later. It's like, I want to pound my head against the wall. Like, I'm like, what the heck is going on? But I also know that I'm losing time now to gain five times the amount in the future. Yes. And I love that perspective too. And thank you for that little piece too, because that also resonates with me as well, as far as, you know, perspective and going, okay, let's bring it back to center and, and think about it that way. So I love it. I love it. Well, thank you, Taryn. How can people find you on social media? So it's at Taryn Ashley, but I'll have to spell the Taryn for you. (laughs) 
It's T is in Tom, E is in Edward, R Y N, and then Ashley, A S H L E Y. Thank you. And we will always be sure to give shout outs to our members inside of the show notes. So there you go. People can find you there too. Thank you, doll. Appreciate you. Thank you. Okay. So welcome back. And can we all disagree that those women brought some fire in today? I love these coaching sessions so much because although we are all in different industries, I know the questions that the curators have about their business often apply to all of us. And I don't know about you, but I think it makes us feel less alone. If you are struggling with accountability and you want to have a tribe of like-minded business owners that just like get it, you know, it's like you look around a room, and you're like, these are my people. Like we all speak the same language. Um, if you would like that tribe, that crew, that like gang on the internet, we're a gang of lovers, okay? You can also join Social Curator and you can also get a chance to be coached by me every month on the inside. I know that this holiday season, you give a lot of gifts to your friends and family, but the best gift you can give is maybe perhaps one to yourself, you know, for your business. To learn more about how you can give yourself this gift, be sure to connect with us at socialcurator.com and I look forward to helping you double your business in 2020. So friend, thank you for listening. I hope you have a wonderful New Year's Eve. I'll see you next week for a special episode all about goal setting in 2020. Make sure you're subscribed to the Jasmine Star Show so you don't miss any of it. Bye friend. Bye.